Hey, Jerry. Hey, J-Rob. You know what time it is? It is, once again, that time. It's time for Jerry and J-Rob Cover It All. That's exactly right, 100%. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but to your direct left is a uh, handsome young woman by the name of Heather that has moved into our humble abode of a facility here for recording things. Hello, Miss Heather. Hello, how are you? Good. Good. Good to have you with us today. This is uh, Heather Walker. Heather, how are you? I'm doing just great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, today we are here to talk a little about your story and who you are and what you do and where you come from and and I know a pretty general version of what you're about um, something that we've been consistent on in this podcast slash YouTube channel is giving people stories of, of hope giving people mm-hmm. stories of overcoming obstacles and I think we've been pretty successful in doing that thus far so um, you have a similar story mm-hmm. and I know that Jerry and I would like to along with whoever's going to be listening and watching would like to uh, hear what you have to say about it. So if you would, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and kind of what what life is like for you right now, and then tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, My name is Heather Walker. I am a transplant to Texas. I've only been here about three years now. Is that okay? You all right with that? Is that okay? Yeah, we won't hold it against you. (laughs) I am from the north. (laughs) Where at? Originally from Michigan, oh, okay. but spent most of my time in Buckeye County, country actually, Ohio, uh, just outside Columbus. Yeah. So I'm a Buckeye fan. That's all right. He's a transplant too. He, don't, don't let him fool you. <laughs> all right, we'll continue. Well, um, moved here with my husband and my two kids. My son is in San Antonio going to school with his girlfriend, and my daughter actually just started college. We were just in Colorado a couple of weeks ago dropping oh, her off. That's where we... Yeah. Very good. What else? Well, uh, what else about me? I um, I have an early childhood degree, so I've taught preschool many, many, many years, and um, had lived in Columbus, Ohio, for over twenty years. We moved to Tennessee, and I needed to meet people and find friends. And a friend of mine asked me to go to this skincare party with her, and I kind of rolled my eyes, but I went. <laughs> and kind of dove in feet first because I loved what they had to say. And I loved what they had for um, people going through chemo. Okay. So, and, wh- and why is that so important to you? Because I am a seven year breast cancer survivor. Uh, what a great month to tell this story, right? Yes. All right. Absolutely. Well, tell us about that. Let's go into it. Yeah. So, um, oh gosh, in I think 2000, one 2000 my my mom had ovarian cancer and she passed away and because i'm her daughter they did genetic testing and everything came back clear everything was fine and then in december of 2015 i found a lump in my breast and i had had a mammogram in the summer but i did what they told you to do my self-exams and went into the doctor and they did an ultrasound they sent me to ohio state university um, medical center the james there and i talked to a surgical oncologist and she said 
It's just a cyst. It's just a cyst, you know, you had your genetic testing, it should be fine. But if it gets bigger, let us know and we'll aspirate it. So six months later, it was getting bigger and it was causing some pain. So I went back to the genes, to the surgical oncologist, and she's like, well, let's aspirate it. So um, they did, and they're like, we're just gonna send this out and get some test results from it. And I think that happened on a Monday, and Friday the doctor called me and she's like, I'm floored, but you've got breast cancer, triple negative. She said it didn't have any of the cancer markers that we typically see, um, and I think we need to redo your genetic testing. So it was kind of a whirlwind. That happened on a Friday. She said on Monday, come back, and I talked to the oncologist and the plastic surgeon and the surgeon, and it was just a whirlwind from there. Okay. So. So then what happened? Well, so then they prescribed a treatment plan for me. Um, started with surgery first. I opted. I had cancer in the one breast, but my husband and I decided we didn't want to go through this again. Triple negative, I guess, is a very aggressive form of breast cancer. Um, so we opted to do a double mastectomy first. And, um, and then when I was healed from that, we started with chemo. So started with, they call it the red devil chemo first. Um, I think six weeks of that. And then after that, I did Taxol for six weeks and I was finished with all my treatments by December. Okay. So yeah, it was a long process. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Well, Jerry just came out of the hospital with his granddaughter because she just had a uh, major surgery this past week. And um, we are, you know, I, I think I've told you guys my story as well before, you know, we're in the hospital pretty regular. But, you know, the thing with cancer is that probably everybody has somebody that they know that's had a issue with it, that has died from it, that has had a, a, a life-changing event, whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of baggage that goes with it that people don't realize, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of internal struggle. There's a lot of um, dealing with the day-to-days. You know, it, it, for, for some people, it's the funding of it. Uh, it may be insurance. It may be um, the depression that comes along with it. But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot more than just, oh, we had we had cancer and we got rid of it and now we moved on. There's there's mm-hmm. a lot more to it. If you don't mind, get into some of that for us. Let us know because there's, there's somebody here that's in the same boat as you that would like to know how, how to get through that. Right. So when I was diagnosed, my very best friend, um, she had had breast cancer about six years prior. She was almost five years out and it came back and it metastasized. And um, so of course, you know, I, I reached out to her. She was still fighting her cancer. And then, you know, it's like you said, you know somebody that's gone through cancer. And unfortunately, I knew quite a few people who had gone through breast cancer. And I can talk to all my other friends and they sympathize with me as much as they could, but not like the other women that I knew that had gone through breast cancer. So I really leaned in towards them and they really helped me. And, you know, my one friend said before I even started my journey, She's like, look, the best way to get through this is to have humor. You have to have laughter. 
And, you know, that's one suggestion that I give to other women who are going through it the same thing. And she also said, you know, if you have a nurse that comes in that's grouchy or a doctor that comes in, send them out because you don't need that energy. And um, when I first met with my oncologist, you know, she was telling me about the cancer and, you know, what my journey was going to be like with all the chemo. And I was an avid runner at the time. And I'm like, look, I just signed up to run my 14th half marathon. Can I still run it? And she's like, no, you can't run it, but you can walk it. But we're going to talk about that, you know, through your, your chemo. And I had such a great relationship with her that we even played practical jokes on each other. <laughs> so one day I had called the office and was talking to the nurse and that weekend happened to be a really hot weekend. And my doctor knew that I was training, I was walking and I had, you know, all other friends that were walking with me. And she said, well, Dr. Reinbold's, you know, in the office with me. And I'm like, oh, tell her that my run went really, really well this weekend. And so she's, you know, on the other end saying, oh, your run went really well. And I could hear the doctor in the background just having a complete fit about it. <laughs> and so we got kind of a laugh out of that. And I went back in to get a, one of my chemo treatments. And I wasn't supposed to see my doctor. And she came in and she's like, Heather, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, research has come out that you really shouldn't be exercising during chemo. So I'm sorry, but you can't walk that half marathon. And that being able to walk that half marathon was like my light at the end of the tunnel for me to get through what I was doing. And right. I just looked at her and she's like, you mess with me, I'm going to mess with you. <laughs> totally joking with you. But I mean, humor was like the biggest thing and also allowing people to help you. You know, my friends set up a meal train for us. My husband didn't. <clears throat> wasn't very he didn't I don't think he really liked it that well but you know just being able to let people help you through it that's interesting that's an interesting point um, part of the process in a lot of these things and and um, you probably experienced this as well is that when you when you have an event go on in your life I know that for us personally in the beginning I didn't want I didn't want anybody to come to my house I didn't want to talk to anybody about it I didn't want to, mm -hmm. want to I just want everybody to leave me alone and people have an overwhelming urge to help, do whatever they can, whether it's bring food by, whether it's check on you. And I think, you know, it's, it's hard to, if, if you're the, the, the victim in that situation, it's, it's hard to remember that those people care and that this is the only way they know how to show how to care about you. And if you absolutely can, you should give them the space to do that. Absolutely. Um, to let them come in and do that. But it's, it's, that's funny you say that because I remember that distinctly about it. And I remember our first fundraiser that we had that I didn't want anybody to help us with. But it needed to happen. We needed it to happen. And I certainly didn't want to ask for any help. Mm -hmm. And people, I remember I had a guy come tell me, one of my, my partners tell me, hey, you need to let them help you. That's all there is to it. And that's all he said. And, and we moved on from there. But... I digress. Right. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you're, you're totally right. People don't know what to say. And I mean, I think of myself too, when somebody's going through something, my instantly I'm like food, they need food. <laughs> what can I bring them? And, you know, I think we all kind of relax with it and the kids loved it. They're like, well, you know, what's, what's Jody going to bring this weekend or what's Karen Aunt Kay going to bring this right. weekend? It was always something fun. 
and one less thing for us to have to worry about right you know because we needed to focus on getting me healthy and getting me through the treatments and right. making sure that the family was running like they should be so jerry this is something that's affected your family as well correct i have that right um yes so um i have aunts who have had breast cancer that has uh you know returned and and had to be fought over and over again um, i lost my mother to lung cancer um, in 2020 and uh, so so my my family at least on my mother's side has dealt with cancer in many forms and it can it can definitely be uh, difficult and that's not even the right word to use right. but uh, uh, you know it's uh, you know so uh, I found it interesting what you said about humor mm -hmm. uh, because uh, my my mother as we you know, as she went through her her uh, struggle with uh, cancer, um, she never she never lacked a smile. You know, she she always had something uh, funny to say or some kind of a, a comeback. That's kind of how my family shows affection. Is we have a lot of sarcasm and and jokes with one another. Um, so that's uh, definitely definitely helpful. Sure. I mean, what's that saying? Humor is the best medicine. Yeah. And it's true. Even if it's only, even if it's only in mental capacity, it's it's still the best. Right. Right. <laughs> so this all took place in Ohio mm -hmm. when you were living there. How did yes. you make it to Texas, or what brought you to Texas? Okay. So I'm not military at all. Born and raised in Michigan. Lived in D.C. for a little bit. Ended up in Ohio, and then we had just had a really crappy year my husband lost his job I had cancer and then we had another tragedy that happened in our community and so my husband and my daughter and I decided we needed we needed a reboot we needed a fresh start we didn't want to run away from what you know happened but we just needed to start something new mm -hmm. so um, my husband accepted a job in Memphis and we were there about three to four years and had had enough of Memphis, and then he found a job here in Austin, so that's what brought us here. Okay. Yeah. And you've been in the Austin area for how long? We've been here, I, it's going to be almost four years for me. My husband's been here about five. Okay, very good. Yeah. So, off, with that said, you know, you needed a change, you needed a reboot. Mm -hmm. How do you think it's changed you and affected you long-term, your personality, the way you do things, so on and so forth? You mean moving no, with having, the cancer? having cancer and then getting rid of it. Right. So um, I think I always live daily with a fear that it will come back. Um, every ache and pain that I have. So I had just told you a little bit ago about humor. Nurses that come in need to be, they need to be funny. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, I think the majority of the nurses are fabulous. And all the nurses that I've had are fabulous, were fabulous. But I had a kind of like a sub nurse come in one day and she found out what kind of breast cancer I had and said, you know, it'll come back again someday. Ah, that's good. Thanks. And so, yeah. Thanks for and that. so it really kind of shifted my, my, my mind. And I had told my oncologist about it and she was furious. Yeah. You know, who was it? Because I was just very positive. I had faith. I, you know, all the people around me, I just, I knew that I was going to beat it, but that one person saying mm -hmm. something, and unfortunately, it's still kind of like, my legs are hurting, oh, I must have bone cancer, or yeah. I've got a headache, oh, it must have gone to my brain. It's a tumor. 
the tuma. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just do the best that I can do and live every day and try to reach out to other women who are going through the same struggles. In fact, right now I have a good friend in Ohio that was just diagnosed with the same breast cancer that I have. And it kind of relives things for me. But if I can help her get through it the way that other people have helped me, then I think it's worth it. Absolutely. And I I also concur what you said earlier. When When you have something a life-threatening situation of any kind, whether it's cancer, war, doesn't matter what it is, disease, you can identify with somebody on a much deeper level and they can understand each other, one another, much better than just a person being concerned, right? Sure. So you will be the the leaning post for that person in the future, which which I think is an important job to have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also why, you know, we don't take our time for granted. Time is very important to me. Um, we don't look at everything and, and just, you know, make the, the least of it. We try to do everything we can to make the most out of everything, whether it's time, time together, going places, doing things. Um, we don't want to definitely waste anything. So I, I think that's my different perception through our endeavor and our, and our struggles and whatnot. But it's probably the same for you. You probably look at things a lot different. You look at your kids different. You look at... what's going on in life differently um but um you know it's 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 a pretty phenomenal thing to go through said circumstance and be able to recover and then be able to help somebody which i think also lends to uh, the entrepreneur group that you and i are part of which Mm -hmm. is a lot of the basis of that as well so um yeah that's excellent that's excellent do you have any other questions for jerry um, no, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I find it interesting, you know, many people will go through something tragic in their lives, um, such as yourself that will cause them to kind of shut down and just want to draw, draw inward. Um, and yet, you know, here you are talking about how I've got this friend going through it. I'm trying to help her. I got this friend going through it. Uh, this person that I, I I'm in touch with that, that is going through it as well. And uh, while I certainly, um, you know, don't wish it on anybody, uh, and I know that you don't either, um, but just the fact that that it came to you and you didn't let it destroy you, mm-hmm. and you're using it to, to be a help and, a, and an encouragement big deal. to others is a very big deal. And uh, uh, also what you said about being positive and that positive mindset uh you know you said you had that that one nurse that kind of changed your mindset just with a comment mm-hmm. right. and so it's, it's so very important to um guard our mindsets and and keep uh, uh keep things always looking forward always looking positive uh so that we can can overcome in those situations that's right because you're 100 percent justified in being a crabby hermit and mm-hmm. recluse and throwing your newspaper at people everybody would be okay with that that so it's it it's such a much it's such a bigger step to get out of where you would rather be your comfort zone and go out and be involved with other people that are going through struggles as well so sure. so well done you heather thank you um <clears throat> so you got two kids mm-hmm. you got a husband yep. that moved you around a few times mm-hmm. what else is at the house you got any other pets two dogs 
getting old. Yeah. One can't hear. Her tongue's st- sticking out of her mouth. <laughs> and the other one's just crazy. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Well, very good. Uh, finally, tell us about your business now. What are you, what are you doing now? So um, I am a consultant for Rodan and Fields, okay. and the whole reason, you know, I told you I moved to Tennessee and needed to meet people, mm-hmm. which I did, and um, which was huge. I've never done anything like that before. I've always worked with preschoolers, but they have a product called Lash Boost, which helps grow your lashes and your eyebrows. And trust me, when I was done with my last chemo. The first place I went to was the most expensive hair salon to see what could grow my hair back. Um, I didn't know there was anything on the market for lashes. And when you're a woman, you kind of want your lashes and your eyebrows back and your hair, but there's wigs for that. And I knew I didn't want to do fake lashes. And, um, you know, I asked one of the other consultants, can cancer survivors use this? And she's like, oh, yeah, look at these results from somebody that just finished chemo and so um, that was the whole reason I started selling it, because I knew somehow I wanted to give back to the cancer community and give back to women, women that I haven't met that might be starting their journey, their journey, but to give them a light at the end of the tunnel and to also let them know that there's somebody there in case you need to talk to somebody. Um, so moving forward, I've been able to get Lash Boost sponsors and I put like a gift basket together with a Lash Boost or maybe with like um, a body moisturizer because when you go through chemo you get really dry and um, like a chapstick or a lip shield or something and then other things in the bag that I liked when I was going through chemo one of the things that kind of helped keep me focused were those adult coloring books which is silly as it sounds I'd go through chemo and come home and just color because it it kind of helped with the brain fog so I'll put a coloring book in there or maybe a positive saying Um, candies or something and then a personalized special note and um, I was thinking about that the other day I don't know how many I've given out I'm not keeping track I don't really care about that my my point is that I want to be able to give something to somebody and you know put a smile on their face Mm -hmm. so that's what what Rodan Fields has let me do very good very good so if somebody want to get a hold of you or perhaps even um, get involved with that or just order from you directly how would they get hold of you well they can um i do have a website okay what is that it's hrwalker.myrandf.com okay or they can just reach out through me through my cell phone you want to give your phone here you sure no Okay. <laughs> Not so really. With, so I'll, I'll add the web address at the end of the video or at the end Sounds of the good. thing. And we can, people can come find you or maybe even a um, uh, hyperlink or something like that. that yeah, can come absolutely. Find you and either donate to the to you or, or order skincare if they so need it, right? Yeah, uh, help. Pretty good quality stuff, I believe. So um, also this month, you have something else going on, correct? Yeah. Uh, not this month, next month. Next month. That's right. So you think this is October. That's why I mentioned it earlier. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, the last Sunday in October, we're doing a walk for the cure. And I haven't done it in Austin yet, so I'm super excited. Um, I don't know where it's at because I'm not that familiar with Austin. From what I've heard, it has been downtown, mm-hmm. and they've since moved the location. Okay. And um, so I'm just trying to get a team together. Okay. What, what day is that? <clears throat> I want to say it's the 30th. It's the last Sunday of October. Okay. So we'll 
we'll tie that together and put that at the end as well. Yeah. And if somebody wanted to get involved with that, how would they get involved with that? Well, they can go to Komen, just Google Komen and Walk for the Cure in Austin, and they can sign up themselves, okay. do some fundraising. If they want to sign up for your team, how would they do that? Uh, join a team, and I believe it's LL Lander Leaders for the Pink. Okay. We can put that on the link. We'll, we'll put it on. The, <laughs> sounds confusing. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, what else you got? I think that's it. What questions you got for us? Hmm. So how many of your podcasts have you done? Hmm. Podcasts we've only done 15, I think. And then we've done a couple of YouTubes uh, before that. So I think we've done 17, 18 total and uh, we try to do one week if we can uh, sometimes it doesn't work out we're, we're both out or things happen but this mm -hmm. is uh, the general consensus of it we try to get maybe a couple ahead that way if we miss one we can get one slid in there but uh, it's more or less based just on positivity and doing things out of your box that's what we care about and right. if we can put something positive just like you mentioned earlier positive out there for other people uh, that's what we what we intend on doing or try to do anyway yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, life's about choices too, right? It is. So my friend that was diagnosed, I'm like, you can spend a day and you can be sad. Yep. And then the next day you need to put your big girl pants on and make the choice to move forward. I think we have a podcast just on that. Uh, I believe we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, get I'll, out. Have to, I'll have to listen Getting to out of the valley. There you go. Yeah. I know them all. <laughs> what else? What else you want to know? Well, I... We usually don't interview back, so this is new. Yeah, I don't know. What else? I like. I didn't know that you did podcasts. Maybe I did know, but well, I did mention it in our meetings, but that's okay. Was I listening? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's it. So for you guys at home, if you got an amazing story, we would love to hear it. We'd love to have you here and talking about it. Uh, you can get a hold of us at Jerry and J Rob Covered All at Gmail .com, which is at the end. Uh, also, we we like doing presentations as well. If you've got some some place, something that we can come in and speak to a group, we'd love to do that as, as well. You can reach us at the same address. And please leave a comment, like, all that other good stuff. Subscribe, just like every other YouTube person says out there. And uh, I guess we'll do it again next week. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks, having Heather. me. Thanks, Heather. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. It was fun.